Hey there, it's Amy. Welcome to ChirpCast. Encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. And perhaps a little squirreliness tonight. Or today. Depends on where you're listening, what part of the world you're in. Is the sun up or is the sun down? Um, depends on where you are. Right now our sun is down. Is the glass half full or half empty? <laughs> it's always half empty with you. <laughs> Welcome I, to season I have no five glass. of the Chirpcast. Season five. Congratulations Woo-hoo! to you. You want an applause? You're getting applause. Yeah. Nice. And if that applause sounds like an applause from uh, when I did the Chirpcast, just ignore that. Same people. We just same hired people. the same people to same come. Same crowd. Same, same crowd. crowd. Yeah, exactly. So season five, uh, episode one, here we go. And I'm going to tell you that today I have my farmer, a.k.a. The bishop, a.k.a. Nobody calls him that, by the way, but he calls himself that. I walk around saying, I am the bish. I know. Nobody else calls you that. (laughs) Anyways. Yes, they do. No, they don't. (laughs) Okay, moving on. This is like somebody talking in the third person. Okay. Anyways, so we have actually been going through a really cool Bible study at our church called Experiencing God by Blackaby and King. And We're still trying to figure out what King has done, but Blackaby's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, Blackaby's got his whole family, like, involved tree going on over here, and King, I don't know what he did. Come on, step it up, Claude. I don't even know if he's still around, but... <laughs> Anyways, the family... <laughs> did a fantastic job with this book and this study and it's a 12-week study so one thing about this is that there's homework every single night and this is week two well we're starting week three we just finished week two which means that we have had homework 10 days yeah five and days out of seven days you're having homework five days out of seven days yes and it's a very deep Study. It's not one of those surface Panda Express fortune cookie devotionals. Devotionals. No, it's it's actually smile death. and make the world a better place. No, says my fortune cookie. Yeah, I know. It it's not what you might as is. well say. Get ready in ten minutes. You're gonna have indigestion and run to the bathroom. But you know that's, that's this is you're talking about Panda Express or Taco Bell. Because. Well, we had Taco Bell gourmet style. <laughs> So yes, we yes we had our lovely Taco Bell dinner tonight um, because on the nights that we have Bible study, I also work on Tuesdays, and so I work, Brian works, and then we have Bible study, and then we don't get home until like, I don't know, 9 So o'clock. Taco Bell is our cook. It was tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the Bible study is actually really deep. It, it It's not just surface. It is teaching some very deep, great principles and things that are actually countercultural uh been eye eye opening for most people. I think for me it makes me stop and think about like because there's homework every single night. Mm-hmm. Um there's like a main point and so there's scripture, there's summary statements, there's questions, reflection at the end, prayers, uh ways to identify something that God is talking to you about. So there's a lot of like really really thought-provoking things that go on whenever we go through each of these homeworks. So we gather once a week to review what we learned for the five days of previously. Yes. And so like one of our members, um, he actually goes, well, I, you know, I want to go to a Bible study, not a book study. And I'm like, you're going to get plenty of Bible with this. (laughs) This is all about Bible. Like it is in depth. So something that I learned, which 
I wanted to talk about. And I kind of had the idea of the title already in my head before um, we decided to do a podcast on this, which I just was like, hey, let's do a podcast. And Brian said, great, let's go do it. So we're technically sitting in the studio, also known as Your closet. our closet. <laughs> Why do you say it's our closet? Like 90% of the clothes me? in here are yours. Half the rack in here is your clothes. I'm looking at shoes hanging off the door. They're in a shoe rack. Where else do you want them? On the floor so I can trip on them? I mean, I know that's your style, but that's not really my style. <laughs> Anyways, so we're sitting in here and the thought that came to me for what the title should be is above my pay grade. Because I have this idea of the Karens of the world going into stores or restaurants and they're upset because they got five ice cubes and not six. Oh my goodness, yes. Poor our daughter, Her daughter tells us about this all the time about um, people who go to Starbucks. She's a barista and so she has to deal with every single Karen of the world. Yeah. At least in Kerman. Yeah, that's true. So if you're a Karen and you live in Kerman, be nice to your Starbucks baristas, please. <laughs> tip well. If you're going to be a jerk, at least tip well. <laughs> and Make it worth the while. 15 customizations. You're driving everyone bonkers. I told you it would be a little squirrely tonight. It's all good. <laughs> or today. We're just going to complain about everything. Let's no go. complaining. I'm not complaining. Okay. So the reason that I'm saying this is because people who get irritated, the phrase that they always say is, let me speak to your manager. Is that like some secret code for I want what I want and someone else is going to get it for me? Pretty much. That that is that Does it work? sums up America. <laughs> I don't think it works anymore. I, I maybe it worked in the 50s when you talk to the manager cuz usually the manager was the owner, maybe he can do some things, but what, I don't know. I've never well, I don't remember ever saying that to anyone. I don't think I've, I've ever asked to speak to the manager. I don't think I, I have, have however, at one point had the manager uh or the Karen haircut. <laughs> I've had that a couple of times. You've had a few different haircuts. Let's just say <laughs> that I'll be nice by just refraining from talking right now. You know what? When you have curly hair, you got to figure out life. <laughs> you and your crickets. So the reason I was saying it's above my pay grade is because I feel like oftentimes, and this is something I have really been thinking about since we've started our Bible study, I promise it makes sense, is, and I don't know if this is just because I am maybe the firstborn in my family, you also being the firstborn. You're the only born in your family. I, I am the firstborn in my family. My brother and sister were born. Not by, never mind. It's all just good. because it's not the same parents, it doesn't matter. Anyways... I am the firstborn. I am the eldest in my family, and you are the oldest in your family. That I can agree to. Of 47 kids. And so it feels like sometimes being the oldest, we automatically put on the hat of being in charge, right? I am always in charge. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> he thinks he's in charge. No, I'm not. He can't even handle his own hair right now. <laughs> I would You're love bringing to, my hair I would like to take, Talking about haircuts, I know a certain bish who needs a haircut right now. There's another bish running around <laughs> Kerman. I got to take him out. No, you are the only one. Trust me. So 
I feel like we feel like and we take on the weight of being in charge all the time. Yes. Like we just feel like we need to be controlling. I, no, 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 no. Maybe no. it's not I, controlling. That's not controlling. It's I think with the title, people just autom- automatically assume you're going to be doing the leading yeah, all the time. Right. You're the oldest. You should be the leader. You know how to handle things. I'm the pastor. I should be able to just tell people what to do and they go right. run do it. Yeah. I'm the executive director at my job, so I should automatically just have all the answers. Yeah. Like everybody looks to people who are in quote unquote powerful position. I don't even know if it's powerful. No. It's like if you're just the leader, even if it's like you're the line leader in kindergarten, like you're in charge. If you have a pastor that tells you that he's the leader, go get another church. Well, I mean, if he's saying it like I'm the leader, maybe that's not a good thing. <laughs> it's not healthy. <laughs> okay. Because I've always looked at pastorship as and I know this might be going on a little bit of a rabbit Squirrel. hole. Yeah, probably. But I look at pastoring as I'm the number one servant of the church. Like, Which I think that's how it should be. Yeah. Like we, I, I say we, but also I have never felt like I'm above anything else. Like I will scrub toilets. I will mop the floor. No. I will Jesus pick up being, bulletins. Jesus being our example, he washed the disciples' feet. Right. Like he showed his humbleness. Yeah. And his humility by serving, but he was the son of God. Right. Like, like he, he literally was the only one ever who could say, I am in charge. <laughs> I am the leader. I am in charge. I know everything right to do. We screw things up all the time and we don't sing, have the right I thing. got the whole world in my hands and be literal. Yeah, And, and do. he does. Yeah. Yeah. I can't sing that. Okay. So going back to the Bible study that we've been doing, whenever I read... The first section, there was this point where it talks about freedom, basically, in following Jesus one day at a time, Mm -hmm. not having to have everything about life mapped out. Mm -hmm. I know, and you know, Mm -hmm. that you like things mapped out. No, yeah, I'm a type A personality. I one hundred percent, one hundred percent, like one hundred and one. Okay, this is why you're a farmer because you can literally look at the entire year, uh-huh. and I could say a month, and you could probably tell me this is what needs to happen in this month. Oh, please quiz me. Okay, um, not that I'd know if you were right. March. I start spraying and I start irrigation and I spray for weeds. Okay, uh, September. Prepping for harvest and eventually harvesting. December. I'm asleep. <laughs> Hibernation. <laughs> Hibernation. So are the vines. <laughs> Everything goes to sleep. The start of pruning at the end. But right. Yes. Okay. So yeah. you the are someone is, yeah. who can look at the year, the calendar year, and say, here's what needs to get done by this certain time. Yeah. That's you can just... give me a date of a month and I could probably tell right. you what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. How many times do we try to do that with our life? I try to do it with everything in my life, like everything. <laughs> like how I eat tomorrow's, Taco Bell. Like I was going to say, tomorrow's breakfast. What are you going to have? Well, you probably you nothing because uh, I don't eat breakfast. But that's that, true. But like Taco Bell, I eat my bean burritos before I eat. Then I eat my Crunchwrap Supreme <laughs> and then I eat my um, cheese quesadilla. Wow. It's in order. It's oh always in gosh. order. Everything is in order for me. <laughs> Type A, 100%. 101%. Yeah, yes, that's, that's not me said. though. No. I'm the person who's like, I'm You'll take have... a bean burrito, a Crunchwrap Supreme, throw it in a bowl, <laughs> mix it up, and eat it because it goes down into the stomach that way somehow. That is 
totally disgusting and you should never do that. It only sounds disgusting when you say it like that. Well. If I have a plate I'm, of food, I'm going to take bites of different things at different facts, times. I am spitting facts out right now. Whatever. It's a, that's totally beside the point. The point is that you're a type A personality. That, that is You true. like to map everything out. I do. But we as normal people. Are you talking about not me? <laughs> no. Oh. I'm just saying, in general, the population of people, mm-hmm. most of us like to have some idea, like, of what's going to happen. Sure. A year from now, what's going to happen? Uh, six months from now? I mean, I'm more like a, a week from now kind of a planner. <laughs> I am i can't go out as far as you can with planning. So I am also a slight planner. planner. I'm not a huge planner. I don't do well with long-term plans. However... I like to be able to see what's coming, Mm -hmm. but we can't. No. I want like future vision goggles. So what were you thinking you were doing November 1st? Not sitting on the couch with my foot wrapped up, barely dangling off of my leg. (laughs) That's practically (laughs) correct. And, but we couldn't. I couldn't plan for there that. There was no anticipation of breaking my ankle. No. no. I, and I had every, all my plans were contingent that you were going to be at our outreach event, which is. Perfectly healthy. Truck or treat. Yeah. And that I, you were doing your thing. I was doing my thing. Yeah. This is our 12th year of doing it. So we are pretty good at knowing what to do and how to set things up. And then yeah. all of a sudden you decide to go on a slide and break your ankle. <laughs> well, I didn't decide to break my ankle. It, well, it sort just... of happened because of, I mean. Cause sure. and effect. But the point is, is that we couldn't plan we for couldn't that plan contingency. That, you know, there's this, who would have thought that, right? Yeah. And Definitely even the paramedic was laughing about it. So it was all good. <laughs> so you were sent off to Kaiser where they would, you know. Yeah. They handled stuff and made me want to punch yeah. the doctor. But that's beside the point. That's a story for another day. So um, one of the scriptures that they have actually in the Experiencing God book um, it is on one of the pages on the side and it's Matthew six thirty three and 34. And it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Absolutely. <laughs> Every day has enough trouble. And for those that are constantly trying to be like Jesus and have the whole world in our hands, and dictate everything that's going to happen. Life is really difficult. And complex. When we live like that, it's mm-hmm. stressful. Mm-hmm. It's where anxiety comes in. It's where depression comes in when things don't work out the way we anticipate them to work out. It's frustrating when we get curveballs thrown at us. Like I, there were a few days there where I had some pity parties. <laughs> Where I was just angry. You didn't have a pity party. You had a pity rave. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even have a comment for that. Me and my sound effect board. Okay, so. This is why Brian is not allowed to have the board whenever we do podcasts. So, you know, yeah, but. Even I get frustrated. I, you know, you are more fly off the seat of your pants. I'm more planner. And when something isn't planned in, yeah, 
I automatically get uptight. Oh, yeah. I automatically, and you've seen the worst of me on this. The stress is through the roof for you whenever you're like, what's going on? Yeah, and me and you don't usually get along very well because you're like, it's fine, it's fine. And I'm like, no, 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 the world is falling apart right now. And I'm all, it's fine. Kind of like when our house caught on fire. (laughs) I was like, it's fine. You don't have to get the garden hose. True story. You don't need to get the garden hose. Just let the cabinets catch on fire. I hate these cabinets so bad. (laughs) State form. I'm telling you right now, I did my best to try to minimize the damage. This was several years ago. Several, like 14 years ago. Dispatcher told me, do not go back into the house I did anyways and put out the fire before the fire fires came to see me in my boxers. So, yes, I was I am so fine. angry with him. I was probably the only idiot wife who was like, why are you trying to save our house? <laughs> You were singing, let it burn, let it burn. <laughs> let it burn. Oh, I was so ready for new cabinets. Dang it. And then, see, we would not have had to pay for a remodel if you would have just let the cabinets burn. If the kitchen would have burned, we would have had our remodel paid so for. So you can tell the difference between my wife and I, that I, I am honest <laughs> and up upright. She's, oh, I'm honest. <laughs> honestly, watch it burn. I was honestly ready for new kitchen cabinets 15 years ago. <laughs> you got them eventually. Stop. I did. I did. Six years ago. I mean, it's okay. It's fine. I survived. It's fine. It's fine. I'm still paying for them. It's fine. <laughs> but you're definitely the uptight, want to know what's uptight. going. Uptight? Now you're calling me names. I, I am because that is just your personality. What I found after going through this part of the study was Mm -hmm. that there is a lot of freedom in not having to be in charge. Well, yeah. Like, I just literally have gotten to the point in life where I don't want to be in charge. Yeah, you tell me all the time. I'm okay not to be in charge. Yeah, we we don't, don't, but we're not. And that's, I I know, but I think I am. (laughs) But that's the biggest, well, because other people think we are. The, the, The revelation that, you shared and I agree with is found in our second unit of experiencing God is that there's freedom in knowing that it's God who's in charge and that we just submit ourselves to him. Yeah. Like it was for me, like taking a huge weight off my shoulders, which is silly because I, you're a PK. You you should know this. I know. And if you would have asked me, do you feel like you have to be in charge all the time? I would have probably totally denied it and said, no, not only do I not want to be in charge, I don't think I'm in charge. But for some reason, when I was going through this part of it, this whole entire idea of freedom in Christ comes whenever I just let him be God in my life instead of trying to, you know, plan and figure out it It kind of goes back to and alludes to our sermon on Sunday about when the disciples are in the boat and Jesus is asleep and it doesn't say it necessarily in the scripture, but it says that the waves are huge and most likely enormous. Yeah. They're most likely coming over the edge and the water's probably sloshing into the boat. And my uh, dad who was preaching said, what do you think they were doing? Well, as humans, what do we typically do when we feel like things are out of control? We we try to fix the Panic. problem. We bail the water out, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like after going through my devotional um, session here, it was like God was kind of saying, you don't have to bail water anymore. 
No. It's not your job. No. You don't control the waves. You don't control the chaos. No. You can't control people. I I can't. And see, this is something that I learned a long time ago. Um, Not that I'm more advanced or that's not even what I'm saying here. I mean, you are a bishop, so maybe you are. I am the bishop. And as farmers, I can't control how much production my farm produces. No matter how good of a farmer you are either. Well, you can hurt it, certainly. (laughs) Okay. You could light it on fire, sure. That's what she would do for new cabinets. (laughs) But the... (laughs) <laughs> the but I can't control output. You can't I, control it, the weather. Only God gives. <laughs> God gives the increase. God gives it. There's a there's years in the Central Valley where the raisin grower. That's what we are. Raisin growers is our production is going to be two ton to the acre, no matter what you do. Yeah. And everyone's in the same boat for some reason. Right. And then there's years where we're two and a half ton to the acre. Farmed exactly the same way as a yeah. year before. and you don't know why. And they're like, well, what did you do well, different? I mean, sometimes you could figure some stuff. But most of the time, it's God's the one who's in control here, yeah. not me. Right. All I'm trying to do is not hurt it. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to protect it yeah. and not hurt it and give it a, uh, its ultimate, you know, perfect environment to grow as much as it can. But at the end of the day, it's God who's going to say, this is what your production is going to be. Yeah. This is and what as a farmer, get. I've learned this, you know, and in ministry, I can't control everything. But also in ministry, you can't control the growth of people. No. And don't we wish we could, though? Don't we wish we could say once you hit, like, okay, again, back to the book. There's a section where it talks about um, formulas. Mm -hmm. There's not a formula that tells us how to communicate with God necessarily or how to know God's perfect will. There's not a specific prayer we pray, not a certain uh, set of words that we use. It's literally walk by faith. Trust God every day and be open to him opening doors for you and closing doors Mm -hmm. and listening to his voice. Mm -hmm. But we can't do that for other people. No. And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to give a shout out to another podcast, which is Bump That Podcast, which are friends of ours up in Ukiah. And they just talked about this very issue where it's um, a bump that moment of, you know what? We invested so much time into these people. We've loved these people. They've seen so many successes by giving their life to Christ. And then they decide to go back to an old habit. or yeah. And then they stop showing up for church because they got their church fix. They thought that was going to solve it by just that one time, three time visit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're gone. And then again, all that investment, all that time, whenever yeah. it seems like it goes down the drain, and then sometimes they start from square one or sometimes they start even from rock bottom. And But th- we, we don't get to see we don't get to see what God's doing in their lives all the time. And so even when it's frustrating, yeah. even when we want to say, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> or in Caitlin's phrase, bump that. Bump that. <laughs> oh. It's not up to us. That that is literally it's not me. I can't be in charge. You're not in charge. No. Like I am, I am in charge of me. That's it. And I'm barely in charge of me. <laughs> and we're not supposed to even be in charge of us. We're supposed to humbly submit ourselves right. to Christ. Right. And so we're not even really supposed to be in charge of us. Yeah. Well, good thing. Cause I'm a hot mess. Sometimes. That's why I haven't cut my hair yet because I am not in control. Jesus <laughs> take the clippers. Anyways. <laughs> I'm about to take the clippers when you go to sleep. 
Tu nombre é Jesus? No, my name is not Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, but no, I, it, this is a hard part. And I, I've seen some pastors actually err in the, on this because they actually hold people's hands. And, and yes, we're supposed to guide them and guide people and help people mm -hmm. find Christ. But then some, some pastors I've seen where they become the answer man to every problem that that person ever has. Yeah. I'm sorry. Pastors are going to fail you. If you are at the father's house under my pastorship, I will fail you. Yeah. You know, it's a matter of letting go and saying, we have the freedom of Christ to say that we're not in control, that God should be in control. Yeah. One of the things I said tonight at Bible study was actually that we have to be God-centered, like 100% God-centered. We cannot, one of the first ten, first of the Ten Commandments is have no idols before me. That's what the Lord says to us. And we get in our way so much when we try to take control, make us number one. Everything's about us. Yeah. And it's not. It's certainly 100% about God, whatever God wants. And there's actually, that's not like, well, God's a big control freak. No, there's freedom for us in that. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking, too, is that word freedom kept coming to mind about how whenever we allow God to, and it's funny to say allow God, but that's kind of the truth, though. We do allow God to have his way in our life because we can buck the system. We can fight with him. We can argue with him. Um, we can say no when he has ministries or opportunities for us. We can say, I'm not doing that. Yeah, he can he literally us, walk he gives away us from us that our assignment. Choice, but I think instead of saying allow God, I think it's submit to God. Well, for sure. Yeah. Because we're not we're not God. Right. He is. Yeah. I didn't create the world. He did. I didn't have my son, I don't have one, but I didn't send a son to die on the cross. He right. did. You he know. made all the choices to make a way for us to eventually spend eternity with him. But it was at his expense. Yeah. So there's, it's, if there's freedom, there's liberty in knowing that I don't have to be in charge that God is. Yeah. And I mean, going back to the old Sunday school song, I got the whole world in my hands. That's it's actually, he's got the whole world in I, his hands. I mean, hands. I, I, but he, yeah. <laughs> if Jesus was singing the song, that's what it would, that's sound, what like. It would sound like. <laughs> but he does. And he's the one who makes it spin. He has it on its perfect axis. Yeah. He has, he's in control of it he all. He holds it all together. I mean, the Bible literally says that he is holding everything together. Absolutely. And we think somehow by sheer will, we can hold things together. When, how many of us can... How many of you have tried to hold a sneeze in? Have you tried to, to ever not sneeze? If I, if I, <laughs> you heard how I sneeze. If I ever <laughs> held a sneeze, I would explode. You probably would because my I can hear you. Bust. I can hear you from like three uh, miles away when you sneeze. Yeah, super loud. And so we can't even control, pressure. we can't even control a sneeze. No. Like not even a sneeze. And yet somehow we think we're holding Everybody oh. else together, every we, family member together, every child together, every spouse together. We can't. Well, I mean, I don't want to get into politics too much, but this is why I don't believe in man-made climate change, because I think the world changes on its own. And yeah, we can destroy things and we can hurt things, but are we really capable of blowing up our own world? I think that we think we're so powerful. Yeah. 
we feel like we're in charge of it all and we're not. Well, and that, that we was got kind the power of, trip. <laughs> we have a power trip. Yeah, we do. But understanding that God is in complete control over everything. Mm-hmm. Like if he can talk to people through a donkey, like he did in the Bible. Yeah. Or rocks. If we'll God can, if, well, they didn't do it, but he said, if you don't praise me, the rocks will. Yeah. Like he can do, he can cause the storms to completely calm. He can, he cause can it to rain, rain fire from heaven. He can cause rain. Like he has he every, drought. he can do it all. Like he literally can do it all. I'm still trying to put the seat down. Like, I can't, I can't already control that. Wow. But God can control everything. That's the thing. I mean, like, I don't know if that's quite the same time. Not the same thing. But I get it. You can't even control that. Sure. Sometimes. Oh, my goodness. Well, I hope that you were definitely encouraged, if not entertained, as we talk about how controlling the world is definitely above our pay grade. I would love for you to contact me if you would like. I'm on Instagram. Um, which is at Chirpcast Amy. At Chirpcast Amy, thank you. I would love to hear feedback from what you think. I would like to know that you're encouraged. And do you like the banter? I don't know. Wait, are you asking me or them? <laughs> oh, I know you. You don't. <laughs> I live in banter, so this is what we do. Yeah, this is a normal. This is, this is normal. For this us. is this is the way. <laughs> I'm actually proud. I am. Fi- <laughs> this is a very proud moment. <laughs> Very proud moment that you actually use a Star Wars reference. reference. Yeah. Okay. Well, have an awesome day. And if you are looking for more encouragement, you can check out some of the books that I've written. You can find them all on Amazon by searching my name. I've got children's books, English, Spanish, some really cool uh, journal notebooks. Tu hablamos español? (laughs) No. I do not speak Spanish, so you're going to wonder, how did I get this book done? It's a mystery. It's amazing. All right. Well, have an awesome day, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.